Welcome to Kingdom Talks, where we engage leaders, teachers, creative artists, and everyday people in conversations that awaken listeners to new revelations of the Kingdom Age. All of our courses, community conversations, partnership links, and much more can be found on our website, kingdomtalksmedia.com. Now, enjoy the show. Hey, welcome everybody to Kingdom Talks, and uh, this is actually going to be our first night where we are kind of shifting things over to being the ecclesia, and we're going to be an online ecclesia dealing with, uh, you know, whatever the Father brings, so it might come out of the news. Um, Now, you'll notice that it's just me tonight, obviously, uh, sitting here anyway. That's because Adina is taking a break. She's up in the mountains having her time away, which is really good. Um, She needed that, and I'm... uh, going to handle things tonight here. But uh, Mike's going to be on with me and share a few things. And But I, I guess I want to back up just a little bit and just describe where we're going and where we're headed with this, because we're going to shift Wednesday night. So we're not going to be doing the news like we used to do it. Um, honestly, you know, I didn't feel like it was bringing all the value that it could. And, um, uh, you know, or that we could bring on a Wednesday night anyway. And so I really think that what we're doing now just to become and do and be the Ecclesia is is really important. Um, I'm going to show you the slide that we have for tonight. This is this is what's going on. There's one door that is closed, and yet Yahweh's Ecclesia is stepping into the new. And what Mike and I are going to share tonight is how that looks, because we're actually stepping into a really incredible season. And... One of the things about the this next age, this you know uh, shift that we're in, as we're stepping across this threshold, there's going to be a lot of transition, and, and we're, we've already stepped across, and we're going to share a little bit on that tonight. But as we're doing that, I believe the Father is going to be looking for leaders, and I and I feel like Adina and I have tried to model this, looking for leaders that are drawing the body out. You know, Adina and I could stand, you know, sit here and, and teach, you know, all day long. And um, you, might, you, you might learn a lot, but at the same time, you wouldn't learn as much as you would if we were to bring the body together to share. And so uh, what I'm hoping tonight is, is that, you know, again, Michael and I are going to share a little bit, but we want to hear from you too. And, and then we're going to spend some time actually being the Ecclesia. And what Adina and I are going to do when she gets back is we are going to engage and we'll share just a little bit maybe 10, 15 minutes, you know, on a Wednesday night about the Ecclesia, about the importance of the Ecclesia. But then we're going to be the Ecclesia. We're going to do the Ecclesia together because it's time that we just start stepping out. And so, you know, I don't know how many people might join us. Um, We will see. And what we might end up doing is on Zoom, uh, we might start doing some breakout groups. We'll do a little bit of teaching coming together, but then we'll do some breakout groups and um, you know different people in different rooms so that everyone can participate because that's the important part that everybody gets an opportunity to share the peace that the Father's put in you. So having said all that, um, Michael, uh, you want to go ahead and you know what, Michael, introduce yourself because most people don't know who you are or your background and and um, how you got connected with this. So why don't you share a little bit on that real quick and then. And then go ahead and jump into what you have to share. Sure, uh, that's great. Uh, I was a uh, pastor for a number of years. I launched a, a congregation 
into a really uh, difficult area in the Lower Mainland. Um, pastor there is really a church for the unchurched, and uh, we were privileged to touch a number of lives. We launched another congregation out of us and another one after that. Uh, so very engaged for 10 years. And then uh, the Lord called me out of that, and I transitioned out of being a pastor back into the business world. Started with a couple guys from the church. We grew a business, a, a small business that grew across the country. And at that point, after about 12 years, the Lord called me out of business back into full-time ministry. And uh, so I've had the privilege of coming back. I run uh, a program, helped to head up a program in Wally, a very hard hit area in our, around us to help people struggling with drug and alcohol addiction and helping people really to be freed from the complex trauma that causes them to medicate. And I also mm. helped to, uh, to run an organization. I head up an organization called Let's Give Them Hope in Africa. So I have one location in Zimbabwe. We just started another location in Zambia and uh, really touched the lives of, uh, of over 400 children in, in those two areas. And uh, really got connected with Gil and Adina and this whole movement, the Next Age movement, uh, back in October is the first time they, they had a retreat. Uh, my wife and I, Carmen, know very little about or just stepping into some of this. And uh, Chris Carter was there. And those three days absolutely transformed my life uh, and my with my wife as well. And we just participated and been walking this journey and learning lots uh, in this. And really, uh, through this time, I've probably never done less teaching or communicating about things I'm learning than I have these last, uh, I guess, almost uh, 10, 11 months now. Um, but the time is now. I, I've just sensed something so strongly. And so spoke with Gil a little bit yesterday. And, you know, again, I, I'm in no way a Hebraic expert, a I, I, beginner of beginners. But as I began to look at these fall feasts that are coming up, uh, looking at the Feast of Trumpets, um, looking Michael, at the Day of Atonement, Tabernacles. So can, anyway, yeah, go ahead, Gil. You know what? I, I would like to just take a moment. In fact, uh, normally we, pr we play our break about halfway through. I would really, because this stuff is important, I really feel it's a whole lot more significant than we even understand. And uh, what you're going to share, what I'm going to share, really needs to be heard. And so what, I, what I'd like is I'm going to go to go play the break now. But what I'm going to ask is if you're on Facebook or YouTube and you've got friends that uh, you think may want to hear this, because we're going to, I'm going to be sharing about the Maseroth. I'm going to be shifting, talking about the shifting of the ages and how important that is uh, for right now. You're going to be talking about what's coming up Hebraically with the, the, the uh, feasts and so forth. And it is really vital. So um, I'm going to go ahead and take the break first, Michael. And yes. I know this is way early in the game, but I want to give everybody a, just a little bit of time to go ahead and share it, get the word out there, invite your friends to come watch this, because I, I, I honestly think it's that important. So um, we'll be back right after this, and we'll be jumping in. It'll be good. So don't miss it. Hey there. Thank you for joining Kingdom Talks. We are taking a short break to share with you the life-changing online course called Ultimate Impact. Gil and Adina do an amazing job taking the complicated and making it simple and applicable for your life. 
Ecclesia groups are using this course to shift their thinking into the next age paradigm. Yeshua spoke of power, authority, love, and oneness that we have yet to walk in. So if you're ready to deconstruct limiting beliefs in order to step into what Father is doing now, this course is for you. Sign up today at KingdomTalksMedia.com under the Courses tab. Now, back to the show. All right. Hey, welcome, everybody. Um, so I, I hope you took a moment to invite some friends, invite some people over, because this is, uh, again, I think it's very important. It's very significant. So, um, Michael, go ahead and, and share what you've got. I, I really think it's important. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, thanks, Gil. So, you know, as I've been uh, sort of understanding more and more and coming out of just my personal evangelical Christian view and realizing that I want to really sort of um, lay some of that down, the religiosity or anything about that there, and, and really receiving some of the Hebraic things and realizing that I want to grow in, as a maturing son. Yeah. And, uh, and as we began to look, and I just really uh, began to be very connected to the seven Jewish feasts, and realizing, looking at all that has been accomplished through the four, four spring feasts, and I won't get into all that right now, but of course, there's also three fall feasts that are yet to be fully, uh, you know, realized or, 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 you know, that that those have come into completion. And so we're waiting for that to come in. And as I was reflecting and we look at this, uh, the events around the world, we look at this last year, we look at the signing of the treaty yesterday at the White House and uh, the impact there of what's happening in Israel all over the world. And I've just, as I've spent time in heaven over the last couple of weeks, especially, I just sensed that the coming of these feasts was incredibly significant. Yeah. Uh, and just that's why I shared it with you yesterday. And you said, OK, let's talk more about it and invite others because you've obviously had that same sense. So as we look at coming into the Feast of Trumpets um, and all that that means, uh, I will try to say it young, Yom Terah. Um, and uh, and what does that mean? This Feast of Trumpets, the blowing of the shafars. You know, I've had yeah, the privilege yeah. of, of having one and, and blowing that in, in uh, Africa as well. But there's something about this announcement, this proclamation, this hmm. blowing of Shafar, inviting the presence uh, of Yeshua, of Yahweh in, in a very tangible way. And I believe this year there's going to be, an, uh, I believe it's going to be part of the moving out of what has been. And you're going to talk more about the Maseroth but uh, into this new season, this next age. And I think something incredibly significant is coming up as we move into the uh, Feast of Trumpets and then 10 days of awe into the Day of Atonement and five days following that into the Feast of Tabernacles. And I just, everything in me is vibrating uh, as I spend time in heaven with the Father, as he's just, um, downloading to me the significance of these days in the midst of everything that's happening, that there's something very significant and just wanting to sound 
that alarm maybe or, or engage others to say, boy, are we really expectant and looking forward to these pieces that are coming? Yeah, totally, totally agree with you. And um, so just for anybody who's watching who doesn't know, uh, Rosh Hashanah or the Feast of Trumpets starts Friday the 18th. That's this Friday. So that is, that's coming up. That's why I felt like this was so important that we needed to get this out now. Um, and then uh, on Sunday, the 27th, begins Yom Kippur, or um, the, uh, uh, excuse me, the, the, uh, the, that's the holy, or it's actually for many Jews, it's the holiest day. I mean, it's where they really are examining themselves, and it's a, it's a really powerful day. And then Feast of Tabernacles comes up October 2nd through the 10th, eight days. And that's the idea of Yeshua coming and, and, and tabernacling with us. Um, so there's, those are the three feasts that are coming up. Really important for us to understand these. And again, um, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to kind of stop right there for just a second. Now, I will say for the YouTubers and the Facebook people, uh, because it's just me, I'm going to deal with the Zoomers right now because I, I can do that. It's too many things to try to watch and, and um, shift from over to the Facebook and YouTube. So I'd actually encourage you, if you are over on Facebook and YouTube, go over to Zoom so that we can engage face-to-face. -face. Um, give us your camera. <laughs> Let us see your face. We'd love that. And then um, uh, you know, share with us from that perspective. But go ahead and share in the chat area on Facebook and YouTube if you can't get over to Zoom. And when I get done sharing, then I'm going to pull my slides down so I can actually have another screen and see uh, you know, those two chat areas. And then we'll start engaging with you guys there as well. So um, does anybody have anything on Zoom that you want to share regarding the feasts that are coming up that uh, you know, is on your heart right now? And you'll have to unmute if you if you do want to share anything. So just kind of raise your hand, let me know, and um, unmute. Okay, so that's fine. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and move on then and step into what I have to share here. So as I mentioned, you know, you know, one door is closing. Okay, we're talking about the ages here, but Yahweh's ecclesia is about to step into the new. They're about to step into the next age, and. Um, I just wanted to start with this verse here, Genesis 1:14. God said, let there be lights in the vault of the sky to separate the day from the night and let them serve as signs to mark sacred times and days and years. Both of these, you know, the, the Hebrew word for signs and the Hebrew word for sacred times, these are basically, you know, talking about the fact that these are set aside times that God has appointed and he has designed. Now, I want you to think about this, all of you who are listening. Who put the stars in the sky? God did, right? Okay. We get so confused with it and we get so uh, tied up in the, you know, the astro astrological stuff with horoscopes and everything that we have been taught that we have to just avoid the stars because that's the enemy's territory. That's baloney. Okay. God put the stars there. The enemy, just like he has with the rainbow and so many other things, he touches it and the church goes crazy and they run from it and they miss out on what God has for them. So I'm going to share with you what's going on in the sky and uh, we'll take a look at what God's doing. So how many of you remember the blood moons back in 2014 and 15? Okay, that was a pretty significant time. And you can go study this yourself. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on these right now, but they landed on specific holiday, holy days for the Jewish people. And, um, and yet 
nothing happened, at least that we were aware of. But let me tell you, those were absolutely signs in the sky that Father put there and that we had opportunity to observe. And, you know, the thing is, a day with the Lord is like a thousand years and a thousand years like a day. So I'm not going to get bent out of shape that something didn't happen immediately right then and there. But he, as far as I'm concerned, was preparing us for what was coming. And this is what was coming, okay? Number one, I know many of you might be looking at this right now and freaking out because, you know, it's a zodiac. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to tell you about your horoscopes, okay? It's not what this is here for. It is in the Bible. The Maseroth in Job 38, 32 says, Can you bring out Maseroth in its season? Or can you guide the great bear with its cubs? The Maseroth is the Hebrew word for the zodiac, okay? And zodiac is simply the Greek word for... Um, a circle of animals, okay? So let's get over the idea that this is demon territory and understand that this is actually the shifting of the ages. It's what God put in the sky. It's the gospel in the stars. And there is a shift of ages approximately every 2,000 to 2,100 years. So that's an age. And so when Jesus is talking about the ages, you know, and the age to come, and Paul talks about the age to come, they're not talking about stepping into heaven. You know, they're not talking about shifting into heaven. They're talking about the fact that there was an age coming and it was going to shift. And everybody back then, they saw the stars. They understood the stars. They understood the timing, that this is God's clock. And he was using this to shift things into a new era. So let's look at them, okay? First one is the age of creation. Let's go way back, okay? Age of creation with the sign of Gemini, okay? Here we go. What is the sign of Gemini? It's two people, Adam and Eve in the garden. This is the first age, the age of creation. But here's the thing that I really think is cool. And this is, you know, you can find this gospel of the stars that I'm going to share with you. You can find it in a lot of other places, a lot of other books. But what you won't find anywhere else except in Chris Carter's book, uh, Cosmic Shift, is what he calls the revelatory signs. So when you take and you go across here and you, you go across, you know, 180 degrees, the, the sign there is Sagittarius. What does that mean? That Gemini, when Adam and Eve were in the garden, when they were in the garden doing well, they were hitting the mark. Here's, a, here's a, the bow. It's the bow and arrow hitting the mark. That's what it represents. They were spot on. Now, harmartia in the Greek means missing the mark. Harmartias are what we translate into sin. Our English word is sin, harmartia, the Greek word. But Adam and Eve were hitting the mark, Sagittarius. Now comes the change of the age, okay? So the age of creation, and they move into the age of the sting of death. So they sin, they miss the mark, and they move out. And they move into the age of Taurus. And if you go and look in the you know, historical books and do all the research that you can, you're going to find that during that age, mainly the, sacrifice, the sacrificial systems of any pagan, whatever you want to call it, system was uh, bulls. They were sacrificing bulls during that season. And again, when you look at the revelatory sign, it's Scorpio. Scorpio is the only negative sign here. It's the only negative one. It's the sting of death. It's the representation of the sting of death. And that's what everybody moved into when they moved into the age of Taurus, because now they were no longer living for eternity. They were starting to die. Okay, next one. 
We go into the age of law. And Abraham is the one who ushers in the age of law because he is the one who goes to sacrifice his son, Isaac, and instead finds the ram, the ram or lamb. And that then becomes the center of the sacrificial system for that age. For the next 2,000, 2,100 years or so, that becomes the sacrificial system. And again, you follow that over to the revelatory sign. What is it? It's Libra. It's the law. Moses came in just a couple hundred years or so later, and he brings in the law. So now you have the scales of justice, and the law is taking place in this age. Let's move to the next age. The church age. Pisces. Two fish. You know, when we read the New Testament, we see over and over and over the stories about the fish, the coin in the, the fish's mouth. He hires, you know, basically a bunch of fishermen to get the gospel out. Uh, the sign for the Christian age is the fish. So all of this is Pisces. And so you follow that revelatory sign over and you come to Virgo, the bride, the bride of Christ. That's what's been forming over this age that we've been in. But now we're moving over into the next age. And this age is Aquarius, and it's represented by mature, a mature sun pouring back into the earth. It's the restoration of the kingdom. And when you follow that over to the revelatory sign of Leo, that's Christ. That's Christ in us. It's mature sons. So this is what's happening with this shifting of the ages. I mean, to me, this is fantastic. I love this. And it's telling us what we're looking for. Now, I want to back up a little bit and just go back to uh, the shift here when they went from Pisces into, or excuse me, from Aries into Pisces, that Jesus, when he was crucified, he was crucified basically over Passover, right? That was the closing of the door for that age because when he was crucified, the old sacrificial system was done. It was gone. So something significant, I mean, highly significant happened on Passover. And then comes Pentecost. And what did they get? At that point, they received the Holy Spirit. And to me, that is phenomenal, okay? What happened to this last Passover? Okay, number one, we know we're in this, in this shift. We know we're shifting from Pisces into Aquarius. We know that there's a, you know, there's a gap. You know, Chris Carter talks about a, you know, maybe a one, two, three hundred year gap. Who knows how long that gap is as one door is closing and the other one is opening. But at each one of these, like Jesus being crucified, that was a good solid sign that that other age was closed and that we were moving into the next one. I don't know how to say this, but when we moved from, again, Pisces or the church age, okay, church age, what kind of sign do we need to know, need to see or have to understand that the church age is likely closed? On Passover, there was pretty much uh, at the peak of Passover, the entire world of churches, all the churches in the world were closed down. Now, if anybody 10 years earlier had ever said, hey, you know, there's going to be a day when every church in the world will be closed down, we would have all said they were nuts. But here we see very clearly <laughs> that God, I believe, arranged a circumstance to where every church was closed. And I don't know what else we need to see to understand that the church age is closed. And we're now moving into, we have crossed the threshold and we are stepping into the age of Aquarius or the kingdom age. And 
This to me is absolutely exciting. So that happened over Passover. What happened on Pentecost? Okay, now here's the thing. We don't really know, okay? But just as many people in Jesus's day, they missed him. They just flat out missed him. They didn't understand that he was the Lord, that he was God, and that he was the Messiah that had come to set them free. So in God's we're the upside down ones. You know, I want to stop saying the upside down kingdom. We're the upside down ones. His kingdom is the one that's right side up. So in God's kingdom, when something significant is happening, we tend to think this is grandiose and there's going to be this massive display of splendor and glory and all that. I wouldn't put it past the father to take this age, which I do believe we're in the most important age that has yet to come or has come. And that he has taken and at the Pentecost season, I believe that those who were willing, those who were already open, and it, there's many more to come obviously, but a seed was planted for the mature sons. A seed was planted at that time. That's just my take on it, okay? Because nothing significant happened in the world that any of us could see. But just looking at the signs, the other signs that are there, I believe that Father's already planted. So Holy Spirit came in at Pentecost at the last change of the ages. I believe that he is planting seeds for mature sons at this point. And then you come down now to these feasts that are coming up. And at the Feast of Tabernacles, I mean, that's Emmanuel. That's God with us. He's coming to dwell in us and with us. Now, there's stuff all over the internet right now, if you look at it, and they're talking about the rapture and, uh, you know, the end times and all these things. And I don't know how many raptures we have to have, or at least how many uh, um, rapture dates that we have to go through before we finally realize, huh, that doesn't seem to really be working. But I do believe that there's something significant coming. But again, because it is a massive shift, I wouldn't put it past the Father to do a very subtle thing. And that subtle thing, I believe is that he is working in each one of us who are aware and who are ready for this shift to help us step into a more mature place as mature sons so that we can become those mature sons who begin pouring back into the earth and bringing kingdom age, bringing kingdom restoration. So that's what's on my mind right now. That's what I'm excited about. And um, just wanted to share that with everybody. So I want to open it up back up to the zoomers and let's see i'm going to go ahead and gil if, if you don't mind i wouldn't mind to jump in here first yeah yeah please i i love what you did and i could not uh, agree with you more and again this is a huge shift for me over the last 10 months but anyway i, I agree with everything that you were just stating but it, you know and i heard chris carter also say of course even though jesus had died on the cross and had sort of closed the door rose again had closed the door to what was these uh, animal sacrifices, uh, that still continued for a period of time. Even, right. even though that door had closed, that there was no longer a need, obviously, for animal sacrifices, um, the majority of the, of the people following Yahweh at that time sort of continued in what had been, even though there had been a very significant time. So, you know, even as we look at this time, and really, I, I agree with you. I think we are stepping over a threshold into something else. Doesn't mean that there won't be uh, the church as we have known it coming back in some way, shape, or form. But 
for those who really want to step forward, I think that the opportunity is 100% there into this new age. Yeah, absolutely believe that. You know, the you know Christ had been crucified in 30, 33 A.D., but yet the the temple sacrifices continued till 70 A.D. at Jerusalem, and they actually continued till 120 A.D. in other places. So it wasn't until about 120 A.D. that it was completely shut down. So yeah, there's absolutely going to be the church age that is going to continue to push forward some, but um, I believe that as we rise up as mature sons, that the church age is going to recognize some things have shifted, and, and hopefully they'll want to, uh, you know, see and engage with what we have learned and stepped into. Uh, at the same time, we've got to get practical in our applications of being mature sons. Uh, it doesn't help when, you know, I want to be careful how I say this, but it doesn't help when we uh, we, we just need to make sure we keep our feet on the ground as we're stepping into the heavens, okay? I don't know if that makes sense, but really looking for that ability to, like frequencies and all this stuff. This stuff is we're just stepping into, we're just learning. We know that as human beings, we have an ability to change a frequency, to uh, change an atmosphere, but let's keep working toward it. And, and especially let's not make false claims because if we make false claims, all we're gonna do is lose credibility. So let's walk together, let's, let's practice these things. We know that these things are possible, so let's practice them and move forward together. And I believe that we will learn things. Father's gonna, I, I can't help but think that Father's gonna just un, unleash and open up things to us that we have never even fathomed, but because we're walking in faith and moving forward, he's like, here you go. Oh, you want another thing, here you go. But we're moving forward as mature sons together and we're growing together. And again, it comes back to what we started with that in this next stage, and maybe I didn't say this here. I had an interview today that I said it on, but um, that in this next stage, it's not about you know the rock star. It's not about the charismatic speaker. It's about the body. And so I'm excited right now, but I'm gonna shut up and ask for more people to, to, to start um, you know bringing forth something. So please, if you have something to share, uh, unmute if you're on Zoom and, and raise your hand, unmute, and I'll recognize you so you can share, okay? So go ahead. And I'm going to try to catch up on some of these uh, chats on Zoom and Facebook, or excuse me, Facebook and YouTube. <laughs> anybody, anybody? Don't be shy. <laughs> I'm reading through some of the comments right now. So some people are saying thanks for the explanation. Helps clear things up. That was a that was the uh, kind of the whiz bang tour. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll probably talk a little bit more about this on Sunday because we'll have entered into Rosh Hashanah at that point. So anyone else? You know, I, I, Gil, I wouldn't mind to just step in for a second while somebody else might be prepared. Yeah, go ahead. But of course, Rosh Hashanah, uh, which really is talking about the head of the year or the beginning of a year, uh, which the, the um, tradition has really shown as the uh, celebration of creation of, of everything, creation of man and woman uh, in the Rosh Hashanah. And uh, again, slightly uh, at the same exact time and thing we're celebrating 
as compared to Yan Taru, the, the, the day of blasting or the, the blowing of the shofar trumpets. Um, but of course, I, I just sense even as we come into this in celebrating the that time of creation of uh, beginning, that there is a real sense of the sun's uh, having, as you sort of expressed, uh, even a fuller or greater uh, movement of, uh, of that into a greater fullness of what it means to be sons as we move through this. That was just a sense that I had. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Anyone else? Any questions on what I shared? Uh, questions are good as well. So what we're going to do here in just a moment, uh, if we're not getting any questions or anybody else wants to share anything, uh, we're going to go ahead and step into an engagement. Because again, why I'm sharing this is because God's calling his ecclesia. He's calling his people to action. It's time for us, if you haven't already engaged, to get involved in an ecclesia. We have the ultimate impact. If you, if you feel like you're totally lost and need a place to start, uh, jump on our, our website, kingdomtalksmedia.com. And one of the easy buttons is the ultimate impact. Click on that. I also encourage you to get into one of our community, get into our community, uh, KT community button. And that's free. You get in there and you can engage with, right now we have uh, over 800 people on there, but they're like-minded people that are engaging. So you can get on there. And if you join the ultimate impact, you can get into a group and then you have your own little intimate group where you're going to grow together through this. And you will be an ecclesia learning how to be even more intentional about the things that you're doing in the heavens. So that's one thing. Again, any questions or comments? And I'm just still looking through more comments here as we're going. I'll say something. All right. It's just uh, that it's interesting that there's one more age, right? The uh, Cancer and Capricorn. So that's going to be in 2000 years. I know, you know, those are, that, that's, that is a very good question because the whole cycle, you know, there's actually more than one age. The whole cycle itself is about 26,000 years, um, which I, I do have some thoughts on that, but uh, I don't know that I'm going to do that publicly for everybody right now. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, if you want to email me and ask me, I, I'll, I'll be happy to share some of that. But, you know, again, the bottom line is we don't know. So let's not get uh, hung up on you know, somebody saying it's exactly this way or it's exactly that way. Let's not get hung up on any of that. Let's be the body. Let's listen to one another, talk it out, have conversations, because it's in that process that we're going to we're going to be able to step into higher and higher levels of truth. Because if you're just listening to one person and if that one person is off, then everybody's off because everybody's listening to that one person. We need to find leaders that are working to bring the body together and to hear from the body. So that's what we're here to do. Anyone else? Okay. So then what we're going to do is actually just start practicing being the Ecclesia. Adina and I, over the next few weeks, we will start teaching what the Ecclesia really is, what it means, how it works, so on and so forth. Um, so in that process, I think you're going to get a better and better understanding. So if you're uncomfortable as we step in, uh, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Just chill. Just listen. Just, you know, experience. If you want to uh, engage, then please, we believe that every person, when we engage in the heavens, 
is being given a piece, at least a piece of the puzzle that the Father wants to paint a picture of for us so that we can see the message that he has for this group for this night. And as we keep moving forward and we will become more and more governmental in the process and we need this right now, we really need this right now, just look at our world. <laughs> we need the worldwide ecclesia to begin coming together and looking at what Father's doing, and as a worldwide ecclesia, we need to start engaging and moving things forward as the Father leads. We don't want to jump on our high horses and go do what we think is best. We want to see what the Father's doing, and we want to do that. So we will eventually start doing declar uh, declarations and decrees that the Father gives us that we're supposed to bring from heaven and into the earth. We will definitely be doing that eventually. But in the meantime, we're just going to go and engage, and it might be more intimate, you know, where Father is, is just taking us in to get us to that place where we really know who we are in Him. Uh, or He may take us someplace else where He, you know, we might end up doing declarations and decrees tonight. So I just want, I don't want to put God in a box. He will do whatever He wants to do, and I'm happy with that. All right. One, one last chance for anyone to ask any questions or make a comment. <clears throat> uh, can you hear me, Gail? Yeah. Go ahead. I'll uh, just make a quick comment. Um, I kept hearing love is written over and over from the Father, and yeah. I didn't know what it meant. And then um, I started looking at the Hebrew letters and kind of trying to figure it out. But my daughter came home from school. I've been really, really worried about the fact that I sent her to public school thinking mm -hmm. maybe I made the wrong choice. Poor kindergartner has to wear a mask all day, you know. Um, yeah. But Father reassured me I made the right choice in this decision um, by confirming. He confirmed it through a beautiful assignment she had where, I don't know, it's so beautiful. The teacher actually sang a song. I don't know where this comes from, but um and it's not even that secular but she sang a song called love is written love is written i love you i love you and she um had each of the kids say their names and i love you um and then she sent the work home so it was so melody handed me that and i was just in tears like oh. so father's definitely speaking very loud and clear lately lots of dreams mm. so, lots of dreams love that i'm so grateful so i just wanted to share that love is written there's something love is in written yeah you know what and and the thing is it is written i mean it's it's written in the sky it's written in our hearts it's it's written in nature right. it is written yeah. everywhere if we will choose to see it it is written everywhere love that thank you anyone else I feel like I got a little high energy going and that it might have intimidated some people, so I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> okay. Well, Aquarius, Aquarius also is the pouring forth of the water, the living water, the Holy Spirit. So we're leaning on him, you know, and he's pouring it out onto the whole earth. So, Amen. Uh, Amen. You know, and as you were saying that, actually, I was seeing, uh, you know, the mature suns, the Aquarius symbol, that water that we're pouring out, that is living water, or you could say Holy Spirit, however you want to look at that, that is being poured back into the earth. 
that we as mature sons are beginning that process to rest to restore the earth back to kingdom. I like that. That's good. Anyone hey, else? Gil, every time I think of it, I, I think of it as abundance. And I, I'm not talking just the, just abundance financially, which I believe there is a financial shift in the midst of the this time. But um, but anyway, every time I see that ongoing because it just continues to pour that there's this sense of abundance in, in every way that we can imagine that. Love it. Yeah. You know, I don't think that pot ever runs out of water. No. <laughs> right. That's the thing. All right. Well, let's go ahead and step in. Uh, actually, I'm surprised it is 640. My goodness, here in mountain time. Uh, I didn't realize we took that much time. So let's go ahead and, and go engage and see what Father's doing. So, Father, we just are, whew, we just want to rest into you, Yeshua, because you are the door and you are the way. And in you and through you, we step into the heavens. We shift our focus to where we already are in the heavens. In you, seated with you in heavenly places. And we come boldly before your throne, Father. This is your design, Father. Thank you that you've designed us to be here and we belong here. So we engage right now with you, Father, to ask what you have for us tonight. And just begin sharing what it is that you hear or see you're on Zoom or excuse me, Facebook or YouTube, please um, put it into the comment sections. And if you're on Zoom, I uh, encourage you to go ahead and just unmute and share what you're getting. Now, this is funny, but I, I feel like, uh, uh, you know, I'm seeing him actually take, uh, it's not a rose. I'm not sure what kind of flower it is, but I'm just going to say a rose because that's um, the only, only thing I can, it's red. So he's taking these flowers and he's giving them to each one of us as a symbol and a sign to rest, just to be at peace and just to kind of lay back into him and to rest, just rest. And Gail, um, I was also seeing the roses. Uh, I was seeing white roses and it was a multitude of them. There were, it was just like an orchard of white roses and I heard the father saying, these are your robes. It's, these are the, the fragrance of Christ that you will wear. That you wow. Will wear. Thank you, Dana. And I just, I also get, as you said that, Dana, that the fragrant, the fragrance that we are receiving from these flowers is actually the frequency. It's a frequency of peace. And that when we bring this into the earth realm, that we must engage intentionally. And whether we're walking through the grocery store or you know wherever we're at, that we just, with intention, let that fragrance, that frequency, just push out from us and begin to touch the people around us and that those who are ready, they get to receive it and that we, we get to be the blessing of the conduit of the kingdom into this earth. It's funny. I, I, I agree with all of that. And I also see the father. It's like he's um, calling, uh, just drawing out some that are in really difficult times. I have a sense of somebody, you know, in, in 
a region of, of fire or somebody, you know, we heard of one, but others who have kids in school in the midst of stuff like, uh, that's going on and, and there's so much uncertainty, so much concern. And then what we shared tonight sort of almost slaps against it. And uh, he's just just calling people to just say, come and rest. Yes. Come out of these of these concerns. Come and rest. Just he's just he's got his arms wide open, and mm. just drawing people in, until you can rest in the good news of these things. Amen. Amen. Love that. Just speaking on the physical side, on the, you know, this is, this is not the Lord, but I'm sure He's good with it. And that is just some people right now just need to kind of sit way back and relax in your seat and just take some mm -hmm. deep breaths so you can rest and engage and hear what Father is bringing or see what He's bringing. Gail, I sense that this rest, because it is a holy rest, is also a time of preparation for us um, who are willing to step into the divine nature mm. of faith and hope and love. And that when we step in and operate in those things, we change the atmosphere, we change the frequency wherever we are, whatever we're doing. Um, and it's, I believe, personally, that it's in preparation for what I call the restorative justice in the earth, uh -huh. where things actually are starting, the prayers that you've been praying for years and years will happen. Yes. If we step in and, uh, and say yes to the Lord, yes to faith, yes to hope, yes to love, receive it absorb it and walk it out um i sense this is that day when we really are um in preparation for the restoration oh. that's so good dana thank you thank you i love that mm. restorative justice hmm Lynn says, oh, beautiful Yeshua, our rose. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, Debbie Hazel here. Um, this morning, I felt extra comforted. Like everything is really cushy and Father is so pleased. And um, I do believe that's in preparation for the holy days, the high holy days. I just, it's still going on. The, the whole um, extra comfort. There's an abundance of comfort. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Debbie. Thank you. Uh, Shirley says, yes, I saw rest. Um, Maxine says, I see Jesus sitting at a desk with children all around him. <laughs> hmm. Fire in the spirit, prophetic ministries, huh? Says, um, I heard him say, like Elijah said, open up the eyes of my of my servants. He says he's going to open the eyes of many to see the help that's been sent. And then I, I, then I saw him, saw the mantle of peace laid upon them. Hmm, love that. 
it's far enough away that when there's more words, I have a hard time reading it without my glasses. <laughs> That's something I need to engage with, yes. <laughs> All right, yeah. What else? I actually saw that, um, like a dais, you know, it's a platform that's floating with a sense of being above all of the stuff that's going on right now and being reminding ourselves that we're actually already positioned over all this, all the chaotic energy that's going on in mm. the earth and that we have already the authority to bring order out of chaos. But as that chaos, it's like, also as I'm talking, I'm seeing a lump of clay just getting dumped down. And there's a lot of kneading and, you know, stretching and of that. And that would be very comfortable. It's not a comfortable spot to be in because, you know, that's, there's a lot of energy and a lot of um, pain that can kind of go through that. But we're, we're still part of the process and that the... It's ruling and reigning over all that stuff that's happening and knowing that God already has his plan and he will outwork it in his timing and however that looks, you know, and just standing in that place or being on that place above on the dais. I think there's a bit more of a meaning to that. Is that ruling and reigning on the dais? On this, I know Ian Clayton was talking about the dais. But it's floating above all of the chaos and actually yeah. Holy Spirit, he was uh, hovered over the earth and could you imagine when at the beginning of time and that was all creating how how it would have been like what it would have, would have been like to have been on the earth when all that holy spirit energy was putting everything together you know yeah so we're in a little bit of that kind of process so it's trusting god in the outcome that's always going to be good um might have a different shape or form but it's always going to be the right timing and the right thing so yeah well and i don't know if this fits with exactly what you're saying but i absolutely believe that we just can't mess god's plan up we can't mess it up so when we begin practicing and we begin engaging father's going to use that to help us grow i think one of the things we have to watch out for though again it becomes a credibility issue when we start um uh, what's that word someone help me out evangelistic you know, you know, when you start evangelistically uh, expanding your stories to where, you know, when people who know you uh, begin to realize oh, that didn't really happen that way, uh, you, you know, it loses credibility. So, you know, we really need to to speak the truth. We I think many of us already know and have an awareness of what's possible and that we're working toward that. And I just felt like, you know, uh, Wendy, as you were saying that that, you know, I saw Father saying, just chill, everybody, just chill, because he's going to be unloading things into the earth realm a whole lot faster than we really are, are you know, going to be expecting, I believe. And, and and yet, you know, we're trying to expand things before we really need to without, you know, the fullness of truth. But rather, we need to walk in what we have, keep practicing together what we're what we know is true you know, keep practicing it so that we can actually step in in a reality. You know, you know, people talk about uh, translocating and, and, I, and yeah, there may be some that are doing it. 
Um, but I, I see a lot of people talk about doing it and then it's like, okay, let me see you do it. Well, well, well. <laughs> so, you know, let's, let's just be humble servants of the father and know, like, like, like you were saying, Wendy, let's just be humble servants of the father and know that he has our back and that he's going to bring to us what we need when we need it. And, you know, and not before that. Uh, honestly, I don't know how many of us are really ready to receive, you know, especially the fullness of authority and power. But, you know, because we still have our wills and our egos in the way. And so we need to keep going into the courts of heaven and have that stuff dealt with. <laughs> um, but as we continue this journey together, we will get there. We will get there. Yeah, it's so true. Not to rush the process. And that's the other thing God's been showing me of late. It's like, why isn't this happening? Why? What's going on? You know, it's like, just don't rush the process because it is all about the timing and being content to stand there. Um, and I know you people, we all want to be, want to rush things maybe or to get things done. But there is, it takes courage just to stand and be still and let God do it because we like to get in there and help. <laughs> yeah. Yes. No, just, can you just go in your rest? <laughs> come on, come on. And and allow me to outwork it. Um, and what do people, how do people perceive that actually looks like? You know, like we're still part and parcel of what God's doing. What are we putting out and contributing energetically wise out into the energy field or into the field because they talk about the christ consciousness yeah um, you know what are people actually agreeing with because there's power and unity so we've yes. got one group going on about this and another group going on about that so that actually is a chaotic energy but what's god's heart and what's he saying and where should we be and what are we resonating out um, to bring a higher energy because you know the lower energy comes up to the mm -hmm. higher what is yeah. God actually saying to us as a corporate as an ecclesia um, as humanity <laughs> you know I know other groups that are coming together and they're sending out good intentions and you know humanity itself is waking up that there's a spiritual shift what does that look like um, it's not us and them, it's humanity yeah. and us. Um, anyway, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, that's good. I mean, we really just need to do what we're doing tonight, which is just coming together and seeking the Father, not going out and saying, we need to declare and decree that the coronavirus be put away. No, <laughs> we need to go to the Father and see what He's doing. Um, you know, I have to look at it and realize that he used the coronavirus, even though somebody else may have meant it for evil. He said, thank you guys. I needed an opportunity to shut the churches down, let everybody know that age is over. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, you know, everything works out for the good. Everything will work out for the good. Uh, Candace says, I'm seeing a Japanese bridge and me standing in the middle and God saying, I'm the bridge of peace. Invite people to cross over into my rest. Amen. Uh, even as Wendy was saying, you know, talking about the rest, that rest is so important. God will accomplish a thousand times more than you can on your best day. And the only way you can step into him is through rest. 
because you can't strive and fight to get into that place of rest. It's kind of an oxymoron. It doesn't work that way. We need to just be able to learn to trust him and to rest into what he's doing. It doesn't mean that we don't do anything. We absolutely will do what he shows us to do, but it's doing it from a place of rest of knowing that he's behind you and that whatever you're doing, he's going to get his result out of it. So you need to leave your expectations out of the way. <laughs> we oftentimes get our own expectations in there thinking, oh, God's finally going to give me a million dollars so I can do this. And so he gives you a million dollars and, oh, wait a minute, it's to pay that person over there for you know or to give that money away or whatever just don't let your expectations get in the way have a great expectancy because our God is a good good God he loves you and he has good things in mind for you all right anyone else anything else you know Gil, I, I just sorry go for it no you go Michael okay now I you know I, I was just going to say in that, that whole area of rest obviously very much the opposite side is uh, worry and anxiety uh, that I think in our world right now, there's so much of that, of uh, anxiety and worry. And, and he's really calling us into a rest that has a confidence in him. Like it, it has to come from that place of who he is, all his promises, all that he has done and all that he will do. That as we move into real rest, it comes with a confidence in him. Yes. And I also really connected with the words of, of we're coming in, I believe, from the Feast of Trumpets through the 10 days of awe into the Day of Atonement, that there is going to be restorative justice in this yes. time. I, 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 I didn't yes. have the words for it until somebody spoke it here tonight. I went, yes, that's the exact words that I've felt. Restorative justice is coming in these days. I really believe it. And we need to be prayer, praying in confidence of rest of who he is in the midst of what he's going to do through these days. <laughs> Love that. Love that. Uh, Judas says, yes, in the heavenlies, I was told to take from the heavenly library, the pathway to humility. Wow. And when I started seeing dimensions of it, it released an entirely new side of earthly service. <laughs> That's good. Hmm. I just wanted to confirm that from the very beginning of this, um, I kept hearing my favorite scripture that the Lord's had me uh, meditate on every day for all of this year is trust in the lord with all mm. your heart and yes. lean not on your own understanding in mm. all your ways acknowledge him and he okay. will make that straight yes. and that's what, that is what the rest is and that's what everybody's saying you know that we just trust him because and he, whatever comes in our life is coming through his hands and he is doing it and bringing these things to mature us, you know, to get us to be more like him, to, to know mm. who we are. Mm. Amen. Amen. Anyone else? Anyone else? Thank you, Ann. Uh, Nisa, go ahead. Yes. Um, thank you, Gil. I just saw in the spirit I smelled popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was like trying to find Jesus. I couldn't find him and I was smelling, where's it coming from? And then I saw a movie theater and he was the only one there. And I just sat next to him and he was watching the earth like a movie theater. Like it was just n nothing. He wasn't worried about anything. <laughs> and I was like a little taken back by it. Like, wait, but aren't, aren't you going to do something? And he looked at me and he was like, I have you. <laughs> <laughs> so 
so we're doing something we're we're called to do something what we're doing is so important even when it feels like we're just spacing out and whatever we are not spacing out we are tapping into the heavenly realms amen for people that don't know um just try it (laughs) you'll see it's a beautiful thing that's all thank you all right thank you anisa thank you anyone else we're going to wrap up here shortly so you got something go ahead and share it uh if uh unmute yourself uh joni i think you were trying to say something go ahead and unmute hello i um yes the words of restoration for sure flowing from the throne room of god tonight the words of restoration bringing in some fullness to all of us soothing us and and bringing in even an element of the oil of joy i sense that i i today when when we started i saw the father god with his arms open wide his lap open for us to sit on it to be restored and yes this is a time where we wait on god where we where we wait for him and we wait for him and we rest in him and then god's going to do it just like that lady said we're not spacing out we are engaging in the heavenly realms and bringing it onto the earth for the restoration of justice as we were told and the restoration of all things thank you amen thank you joni thank you so much you know i just want to thank you all you zoomers for coming on and um I do encourage you to invite some more people next week because I really want to see the power of the Ecclesia begin to work. Some of you know how this already works, and I want you on here to help demonstrate to those who maybe haven't done this before. So really encourage you to come on again next week. Again, Adina will be here. We will share uh, some some ideas and some uh, thoughts on the Ecclesia why it's so important, because we are meant to be the government of God on the earth. That's what Jesus said. (laughs) That's what he intended. So uh, let's start doing it. Let's start being that. And some things are opening up in this age that are going to allow us to do this in such a powerful way. So let's begin doing that together. So if you're on YouTube and Facebook, uh, please share this, get the word out there. Uh, I I, I think and I hope what I shared tonight was a very concise Um, summary of what's happening and how we're moving into this next stage, why it's important that we begin operating as an ecclesia, not just in the small groups that you're in, but actually coming together, you know, in a larger fashion to kind of disseminate the information that what Father's giving. And then when we're done, take this back to your groups and begin sharing it, you know, what Father's doing and what he's, you know, asking us to begin, you know, disseminating out into the rest of the body. Whole idea is to get the body involved, to wake the body up, to get us moving together. And um, I just love what you guys have done here tonight. It's been absolutely awesome and wonderful. Anissa, when you had your hand up, I'm like, your hand's really dirty. Now I know why. I can see that. <laughs> um, if anyone, if you guys look, you can see the kind of the, the one of the middle ones there. Anissa is painting. <laughs> <clears throat> Thank you, everyone, again. Seriously appreciate each and every one of you. I do want to just say, and if you're watching the recording months or years later, um, this may not be relevant, but you can maybe go back and, and look at the recordings. I'm going to bring something up really quickly here 
um, we have a conference coming up, an online conference that I am super, super excited about. And um, I'm going to share the screen here for a moment. There you go. So we have 12 speakers that are going to be in this conference. It's Kingdom Restoration Age online conference. And I really encourage you to go check that out. That is on our website, uh, kingdomtalksmedia.com. But we got Nancy Cohen, Shannon Bates, Brian Orm, Steve Hampton, Jonathan Cavan, uh, Mike Parsons, Paul Young, if you don't know who that is, he's the author of The Shack. Um, Brian Culpepper and Lindy Strong are all currently the speakers, but I got a feeling there might be one or two more that are going to be coming on. Just really encourage you to, to jump on that. For two weeks, we do have a super early bird special, and I uh, really encourage you to take advantage of that because uh, it is a super deal <laughs> as far as registration. And we have some other options there for people who maybe can't uh, afford it. We have a payment plan, so hopefully it can be affordable to most anybody. Um, any questions before we sign off here? Love you guys. I, I really love this, and I'm going to love it even more when we're even more focused on the ecclesia and that our teachings are going to be going down that road, and then we just engage as the ecclesia. And again, I am confident that as we move down this, this road, this journey, this pathway, Father's going to be opening up to us um, uh, the decrees and the declarations that I'm believing very strongly that we will see things shift in the earth. I can't help but think that there is a critical mass that the Father is maybe waiting for. And I don't think it's got to be that big, but I think there's a critical mass that he's waiting for of his people around the earth, his ecclesia around the earth, to begin engaging with him so that we're all getting our orders from the same stream, from the Father, and we begin doing the same thing or similar things throughout the earth. And uh, it will change things dramatically. I'm believing that. So, All right, one last chance. Anybody got anything else to say? I'm looking on here. Um, ah, Stephen Hoff, uh, Selfhofer is uh, from Germany. He's watching. He says, as we rest, we move into the revelation of sitting on his throne with authority, power as a king in dominion, with the revelation of governing what he truly wants us to do in his perfect will. Man, right on, right on, right on. All right, and let me check one more place. Okay, I don't see anything here. All right. I think love you guys. the last thing I would say, just in line with that, because I loved what he, what you just read, is that I've had that same sense of that, that we, we, we have the opportunity to be, be making decrees moving into these days, uh, and, and especially I think uh, under the restorative justice area and all of that. Um, anyway, that was on my heart in the midst of what you just read as well. Awesome, awesome. All right. Well, blessings to all of you. Love you. And look forward to seeing you next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for taking time out to listen to Kingdom Talks. You can find out more about Kingdom Talks Media and our mission to unite in faith and grow as mature sons at kingdomtalksmedia.com. Please continue to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Spreaker, Spotify, iTunes, Fringe Radio Network, and many more places. Go to our website to find links to all of our media outlets, as well as fantastic online courses and conferences, including the life-changing interactive course, Ultimate Impact.
And last but not least, we ask that you consider partnering with us to fulfill the mission to get these messages to the world. To become a partner, go to the Partnership tab on our website. Thank you, and until next time, live a blessed life and keep carrying us in your heart and sharing us wherever hearts are open.